Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to Second Half Now, a radio show for boomers and beyonders. Tools and tips for the life you want to live from now on. With Dr. Dan Critchett. Second Half Now, sponsored by Dignity Memorial. It's time for Second Half Now. The doctor is in. Now here is your host, Dr. Dan Critchin. Hey, I want to welcome you to Second Half Now. This is, in fact, a radio show for boomers and beyonders. We usually uh, tag that as the 50-plus generation. Even though the boomers, actually the youngest of us now is 52, and the oldest of us is turning 60 or 70 this year. And my guest is a boomer. He's nodding. He says, yes, I'm one of them. I'm going to introduce him pretty soon. But on this show, we discuss the things that matter to us in this second half of life, this 50-plus generation. I am your host, Dr. Dan Critchett. And uh, when I look around our world, I see a whole lot of hurt. People that are really struggling with all manner of uh, personal and family issues and problems. And all around us, there are people who are looking for help and hope. And I'm sure that you see them, too. Uh, gosh, in fact, I don't even, don't even want to go through the list uh, because we could be here half a day. But when people are looking for help and hope, some turn to churches in their community, but actually most don't. Uh, I'm a pastor and have been for many years, and uh, we, we haven't had um, the proportionate number of people coming to our church for, for hope and for help. There's also government programs that can help, and uh, oftentimes the funds are limited in terms of who and how they can serve, and they can't help with anything from a faith-based perspective. So I want to ask you this. What if there was an organization that could offer real help and hope on a broad scale from a Christian perspective, an organization that is already in thousands of communities across the U.S. serving actually millions of people? An organization that is probably known already by every American adult. An organization that now has as its national mission a commitment to offer Christian and biblical programs and resources to serve their communities. Well, what if there was an organization like that? And what if the director of that national effort was able to talk to us on Second Half Now? Well, you know, I wouldn't ask those questions unless I was going to say, well, guess what? There is such an organization, and that person, that national director, is right here in the studio with me. So the organization is the YMCA, uh, which uh, we you know, don't ever use the full name. It's the Young Men's Christian Association. And the director of that national mission is Larry Whittlesey. We're going to introduce him in just a moment, but he is right here in the studio with me. And uh, Larry, I just want to say thank you so much for being here with us at Second Half Now, and welcome to us. Thank you so much, Dan. Good to be with you, and uh, always good to see your smiling face. Uh, There you go. Likewise. Larry and I have known each other for a couple of years or so, met through um, various meetings, I think uh, probably initially uh, Christian Chamber of Commerce, maybe, and uh, we've been in other meetings and have been engaged in other projects together. 
the uh, title for today, and I always assign a title based on the content and the, uh, the guest, the title today is YMCA Making a Difference Across America. So Larry's going to uh, help deal with that issue and help us learn about this great mission emphasis and why this well-known, uh, highly regarded organization is doing what it's doing and how it's doing what it's doing. I can get lost in a bunch of words there. I'm going to resist <laughs> <laughs> how it's doing what it's doing. But listen, before I introduce Larry and have him tell a bit more, um, I want to remind everybody that uh, on Second F Now, we are determined to focus on five core topics. And as I list them, you'll realize that there's not much that goes on in our life that doesn't fit into one of those categories. And so those five core topics are, number one, home and family, number two, health and wellness, number three, budget and finances, number four, heart and soul, and number five, work and purpose. And we do all of that to help the boomer get engaged and live a life that is purposeful, that is passionate, that is meaningful, a life that counts, a life that makes a difference. So today we want to say that the, uh, the Y has programs and resources to help in all of those areas. We're going to little, learn a little bit more about that as we learn from Larry Whittlesey, the national director of this national mission and this uh, putting the C back in the Young Men's Christian Organization. So let's get into it, Larry. I want to um, have our uh, listeners uh, hear a little bit about you. And um, uh, l- fact, let's, let's start with the background on the why and about this initiative, and then we'll hear about you. What about this thing about putting the C back into the YMCA? Well, as, as a lot of people don't know that the YMCA actually started as a prayer meeting in 1844 in London, England. Uh, George Williams was a young guy who had come from the farms, and during the start of the Industrial Revolution, he was joined by lots of other young men coming in for the very first time to work outside of the family farm. And they were working in a drapery factory at, right by St. Paul's Cathedral in London. Mm-hmm. And he saw that in the evenings they would work their 12-hour shifts, but in the evenings there was nothing for young men to do in the big city except for things that perhaps were not good for them to do. Spiritually, morally, physically, mm. it was drinking and smoking and girls and other things. And, and being a devout uh, Christian himself, he felt like there had to be an alternative. So he and, and 11 of his friends gathered together in, in all things an upper room, and yeah. above the drapery factory, and they started a prayer meeting. And no, wait, have, wait a minute. It sounds familiar, doesn't it? Well, he and 11, that makes 12 of them uh, yes. in the upper room. Okay, in, okay. I'm, I'm with you. Yeah, it sounds very familiar, doesn't <laughs> it? It does, yes. Uh, and, and from that uh, local <laughs> prayer meeting, uh, just it continued to grow. Other factories wanted to add things like that. And so over the last 170-plus years, the YMCA has become an organization that has been involved in, uh, with the culture and changed and done different things to meet different needs, mostly revolving around kind of their three core principles of spirit, mind, and body. Mm-hmm. And that's been their focus for 170 years. And it's taken different forms, but uh, that's where the why has always been. Wow. And that founding date, again, goes back to 1844. 18, 1844. Wow. And it's been in the States since 1850-something in different places around the country. Here in Oregon, uh, it's been around for about 160 years. Wow. 
Excellent. Yeah. So what a what a project. And the fact that anything that starts that long ago is still going and thriving and is still making a difference. Uh, that's that's pretty amazing. Well, the Y is the largest nonprofit in the country. It is. Okay. Uh, they have uh, uh, 2,700 branches around the country mm-hmm. serving 10,000 different communities. Yeah. Uh, they have 25 million members or so, and every day another 25 million people or so walk through their doors. So yeah. there is no shortage of impact in communities all around the country. And as I said, through the years, the organization has evolved and changed. That's where basketball started, volleyball started, racquetball started. It led to the beginning of Boy Scouts, to the USO. I mean, you name the organizations, whether it was a, a war relief effort or a hunger relief effort during the Depression, or it was a youth sports or, or, ed, or the exercise phase that came in in the 60s and 70s and it's kind of dominated the culture. Mm-hmm of the why for the last 30 or 40 years, it has always been an organization that has looked at their community and said, what could we do to meet some needs of the spirit, mind, and body? Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. And uh, I would imagine that at the YMCA, and in fact, somebody asked me a, a question uh, before uh, before uh, today when, when they knew we were going to be on the air. Uh, they said, well, whatever happened to the YWCA? I don't want to get into that. But my question really is, if you were to go to a YMCA today, I imagine that you would find women and families and kids and adults and old and age and everybody. Yeah, it's, every, it's all yeah. across the board. Uh, they started letting uh, others, uh, women in, and mm-hmm. I think in the 1960s or 70s. Uh, they began to, every race, every creed, every age, if you go to a typical Y today, You'll find kids in a, in, a, in a playroom playing. You'll find teenagers working out or perhaps in a youth sports center yeah. or, or a teen center. You'll see senior citizens doing exercise. You'll see all kinds of classes going on. And so uh, the, the opportunity that we've had to bring back to the Y in the last few years is to help them re- to remind them that there's part of our heritage and history that we want to preserve, and that is that Christian emphasis, mm-hmm. that Christian mission. And that's the part that I'm excited to be a part of a- and these days. And that's what I want to talk with you about as we go through our dialogue here about um, how those um, programs and resources are available, what kinds of things. Uh, so I'll be bringing that up in a little bit. But first of all, Larry, uh, and I know enough about you to know how— um, how how do I say how well qualified you are? You're the perfect pick uh, in my mind for this position. But for our listeners, tell us a little bit about what it is that uh, that has prepared you for this role. Well, I it, uh, as you know, Dan, I was a youth pastor coming up, uh, raised in a Christian home, was youth pastor for 11 years where I was known as Crazy Larry, which meant that <laughs> I was the guy who would do anything at least once. Yeah. Uh, but as a youth pastor, I noticed right away, even then, that I was never just content to have my own youth group. I always mm-hmm. wanted to have 10 other youth groups join us and do something bigger and splashier. Oh, okay, and, yeah, and so yeah. after graduating from yeah. seminary and starting a church, I kind of quickly became the guy in town wherever I was that said, you know, our church is really cool, but let's wouldn't it be better if we connected other churches and did things collaboratively? And so I've always led ministry networks or collaborative mm-hmm. efforts and led me to some great opportunities in my ministry, first in Eugene as, as a volunteer working with Promise Keepers and bringing them into our local area as the local event manager and bringing together 2,000 volunteers and bringing 40,000 guys together at Austin Stadium a couple of times on the side of, of planting a church and, and being a part of a church. Uh, and that led eventually to some full-time work with Promise Keepers, doing that across the country and building these collaborative efforts. 
And so that did kind of prepare me. When, they, when this opportunity came up, the folks who were looking for someone for this national director job were looking for someone who understood the church world. And obviously at that time I'd been in ministry for almost 35 years. They were looking for someone who was a networker by trait, mm-hmm. and they were looking for someone who knew how to put on an event or a larger event. And I had done about 95 of those Promise Keepers events across the country. And so perhaps I am uniquely qualified to find someone who had those three combinations oh, absolutely. in themselves. And so when the opportunity came to me, uh, I, I, I was excited when I first heard about it. My, I, my honest response is my, I had never been in a YMCA in my entire life till oh. two and a half years ago. Oh, wow. Okay. I knew nothing but the song. Yeah. Uh, but uh, <laughs> when I was recruited to, for this position, my first response was, why would I want to work for the YMCA? Yeah. That's before I knew about the history yeah. and the heritage of the Y and the prayer meeting and the incredible things it did through so many years. And the movement that hired me, the group of of CEOs that hired me, wanted to revive that movement, wanted to bring that back Mm. to the forefront of this incredible organization that does so much good in our community. Wow. So they look at the profiles of all the candidates, I would imagine. I'm just picturing this in the boardroom. They're looking at all these profiles, and they look at yours, and they say, uh, uh, this is our guy. Let's not even think about these other ones. I'm just making that up, but... (laughs) I don't know what to say except that yeah. uh, it, it was pretty obvious pretty soon that what they were looking for was exactly what I was, yeah. and other people knew that before I did. Yeah, yeah, okay, good. I like that. So uh, tell me, Larry, now you've been at this position for how long? About two and a half years. So did this uh, emphasis, this national C in the YMCA mission start before you, or was it kind of along with you? They introduced you, and they said, this is what we're going to do. Yeah, there, there is a story behind that. Obviously, the, the Christian movement within the Y kind of faded in the 70s and 80s and 90s right, right. as the fitness craze and the business yep, model changed right. in the Y. And the local Y started commun- started focusing on diabetes education and weight loss and some of those kinds of things, senior care, senior physical fitness, uh, swimming lessons, always been a big part of the Y. Yep. Uh, and so that model kind of changed a little over those years. But starting in about 1999, a group of, of young and upcoming uh, C, CEOs and COOs and branch executives in the Y started coming together and saying, you know, folks, we need to do something to broaden the Christian, to make that part of the central part of what the Y is. Mm-hmm. And so they started meeting together and communicating together. Once a year, they, they started holding a conference called the John 1721 Conference mm-hmm. because that's the founding verse of the Y, that okay. they may be one. Yeah. Uh, and that grew and, and kind of faded. It was a once-a-year thing, and, and there was really no cohesiveness. A grassroots effort came out of that from about 2005 to about 2011 of a few people across the Y gathering together once a year in New York, in Silver Bay, New York, to just kind of keep talking about that. What could happen if we created this network? Finally, in, in 2012, actually Bob Hall here in Portland at the Y connected with 13 others of his CEOs around the country mm-hmm. and said, guys, if this is going to happen, we need to make it happen. It's not going to come out of the, the corporate headquarters. Sure. They're so right. involved in so many things. Right. Why don't we go together, pool some dollars together, write a grant together, and let's hire a national director to go mm. around and fan the flame and, and unite this collaborative effort mm. around the country. So we created this thing called the U.S. Mission Network. 
And our, our statement makes it very clear who we are. We are here to preserve, nurture, and advance the Christian heritage and purpose of the YMCA across America. So it launched, they, did, uh, they got the grant in September of 2013. Uh, they did a nationwide search. Several of my friends from around the country saw that job on a job board when I was transitioning out of a church here locally and said, Larry, I don't know who wrote this job description, but it has your picture on it and mm-hmm. you need to apply. <laughs> and my reaction was not real positive at first, yeah. but when I did and I learned what they wanted to get done, uh, it became really obvious that this was a call and it was something I could do for the kingdom. Wow. So what exactly, maybe in generic terms, because uh, we'll get into some of the specifics, what is it that you would like to accomplish, you personally? I mean, I, I know you, you buy into the mission and the organization and everything, but what, it is it, what is it that you want to see happen over the next few years as you work in this? Well, the Y does so many good things. As I said, diabetes education and, and mm-hmm. swimming lessons for kids and, and all opportunities for physical fitness. And they mm-hmm. do service projects for the community. They do so many good things. What we want to do is to make sure that they don't neglect that part of what the Y has classically been, mm-hmm. been centered around, spirit, mind, and body. We yeah. want to bring that spirit part okay. back into the life of the Y mm-hmm. as a very normal expression so that when you walk in, you know that this is a place where your spirit can be ministered yeah. to. And it's uh, offered. It's uh, not required. It's not mandated. It's there, and it's uh, more public or at least more visible and tangible so right. they can make their own choices. That's right. So I want to ask you, Larry, uh, right after our break, why is this important to you personally? Don't go away, folks. We'll be right back. Do you have an elderly parent that is becoming isolated, not eating well, feeling depressed or fearful of losing independence? Do you know your options? Need peace of mind or know what is best for yourself or others during their golden years of life? At no cost to you or your family, Golden Placement Services can give you hope in the midst of great change. Even if it means staying at home is the right option. Call the Golden Girls at 503-723-7145 today. That's 503-723-7145 and schedule your non-obligation appointment today. Helping to plan a funeral for someone you love is a painful process. It's one of the most emotional things you'll ever have to do. But imagine how much grief would be spared if people plan for themselves. Though it may sound difficult or uncomfortable to even think about, the experts at Dignity Memorial Funeral Homes and Cemeteries can help with a free personal planning guide that takes you step-by-step through the process. And of course, Dignity Memorial will even help you complete your plan with the expert assistance of trained and caring advisors. There are a lot of very good reasons to plan ahead. Make sure your final wishes are respected, sparing your loved ones the added grief of planning for you and having to pay for it. If you choose to fund your plan early, you can even lock in current pricing, avoiding increases due to inflation, and take advantage of budget-friendly payments. There is a free informational seminar that includes a complimentary meal at a restaurant in your area very soon. Find out more and ask any questions you may have by calling Katie at 503-807-5715. It costs nothing to learn how you can protect your loved ones by planning ahead. Give Katie at Dignity Memorial a call today at 503-807-5715. 
Life changes have happened and it's time to sell your house. That can be a difficult process when you've lived there for decades, especially under tragic circumstances like losing a spouse. 24-7 Properties takes the time to go over the details of your unique situation and understand your needs. We do what we can to maximize the value of your home. Learn online at 247prop.com. I'm Jeff Edmondson, founder of 247 Properties. Call me today and let's have a conversation about selling your house. No obligation, no cost. Let's find out what's right for you. Call me, 503-780-3030. 503-780-3030. And we're back, and I want to say a big thank you not only to our guest in studio, Larry Whittlesey with the YMCA, and we'll uh, talk with him some more in just a moment, but I also want to uh, give a big thanks to those who make these shows possible. In addition to the uh, business people that you just heard about, I want to also mention Hearthstone Senior Living, Transformational Finance, Dan the Mortgage Man with Caliber Home Loans, uh, Portland City Acupuncture, The Next Phase Coaching with Eric Howard and Dr. Dan Miller, Beaverton Chiropractic. And so we're going to get right back into it. Larry, uh, uh, we took a break right when I was uh, posing the question. Uh, all this stuff is just, uh, to me, I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's encouraging and exciting. I'm just uh, so happy that all this stuff is going on. And, you know, we have my little community here, and sometimes good things happen. And I don't know where the, uh, I think the closest why to me actually is either Vancouver or Beaverton, which is not real handy. But all this stuff that's going on, what, does it mean to you? I know you have a ministry background, a lot of organizational things, but now you're doing this national uh, emphasis, this mission emphasis with the Y. What does it mean to you personally? I think the best way to explain it is, uh, Dan, I really do believe people carry around every day this kind of bag of life. Mm. And if you ask them how they're doing, they're going to say, I'm fine, I'm great. You might get a a deep comment like, well, it's not the best day. Yeah. But the reality is just below the surface, there's stuff going on yeah. in almost everybody's life. I've been in ministry long enough to know that it, it doesn't take long to get to where that stuff is. Right. Well, the YMCA, I believe, is uniquely located from any organization within a community between the faith community and the secular community. And people that will not go to a faith community mm -hmm. to get some answers for those things in life, divorce, raising kids, uh, addictions, uh, heartache, grief, they won't go. But they'll walk through the door of a why because the why is neutral. The why is safe. Right. And so for me, this offers us an opportunity to touch people's lives who may never darken the door of a church. You know, mm -hmm. when I was a pastor, and you were a pastor, so you know this, every pastor does two things. You try to get them in the door. And, you, and, and you're grateful that they do, but to get them there, you do you know, potlucks and worship services and Sunday school classes and concerts, and you do all this stuff to get them in the door. But every pastor in the world will tell you the harder job is, how do you get them to go outside the door and actually live out that faith day by day? Well, one of the reasons I was attracted to this, why it's important to me, is I don't have to figure out how to get them to come in the door of the why. They're coming in by the millions every day. And if as a faith-based, faith-founded organization, they're walking in the door, yeah. then my job is what can I do to not just help them get physically fit when they go to the treadmill, 
But what about that thing that's over their shoulder that they're dealing with, their yeah. struggle at the job or their, their problems with the kids? Yeah. You know, what is it? How can we help answer some of those questions? And that's exciting to me to have an opportunity to help wise see that opportunity yeah. to touch people's lives. Wow, that's exciting. And I'm just thinking about all the different ways that uh, what you're doing as it ripples out across the country and all these different uh, centers and camps and everything else. Uh, a big him- impact. And that's why I titled this show, uh, where'd the title go? Uh, uh, YMCA Making a Difference Across America. So uh, we're kind of winding down on this side on part one. We're going to uh, uh, tease over to our podcast on part two, which will be available uh, on our website. But what are some of the ways that uh, these 2,700 centers and camps are actually incorporating this Christian re-emphasis maybe into their work and into their programs? Well, on a general basis, what we try to say, how, how can a Y do this? We say a Y that truly wants to live out their Christian heritage and mm-hmm. purpose has to do three things. They have to find ways to provide spiritual care for their members and staff. They're walking through the door. They've got the bag of life over their shoulder. Mm-hmm. So if we're going to be a Christian-based organization, we need to find ways to meet some of those spiritual ways, yes, things, needs. Right. We also need to find ways to help people live out that Christian faith in meaningful service to their community. And so it's caring and it's serving. And then we need to find ways to equip people to deal with that bag of life, whatever that may look like. And so wise across the country are doing all sorts of different things. There's obviously church plants in a Y. Right now there's 1,400 churches that actually meet in a Y building. Really? And many of those are actually real partners with the Y. So they're serving that community that comes to the Y and they're finding ways to provide spiritual care for them. But wise, you know, besides Bible studies, it's kind of the normal things. We believe it's things like grief share classes. It's financial peace university classes. It's, it's parenting classes, marriage communication. Lots of wise have this thing called silver sneakers, which is a senior exercise program. And, and many of those folks have already lost their spouse. Mm-hmm. So why not partner with a local church and bring someone in to lead a grief share class right oh, after perfect. they have their exercise class? Perfect. So those are the kinds of things that yeah. wise are doing to serve their community. We're going to hear more about those on the other side. But before we go, I want to make sure that anybody listening in any area, uh, any geographical area, um, how would they find out about a Y near them or an association or somewhere you know in their area? Well, any Google to YMCA uh, okay. on Google will find there's the locations everywhere. You'll go okay. right to the YUSA website, and the YUSA website has a tab for locations near you. Okay. So you can find a Y that way. Whether or not they're doing the Christian mission stuff as we continue yeah. to expand this, that's that's right. you know, I can't tell you that off the hand. Right. But I can tell you that many, many Ys are jumping on board this opportunity to do that. Right. Oh that's good. In fact, yeah, Google knows everything. So you can go uh uh, YMCA Portland or YMCA Indianapolis or YMCA Kansas City, and boom, you're right there. Any, any city, you'll okay. be able to find it. So you can find out what they're doing, kind of check it out. Would it be appropriate for somebody to uh, go to that Y and ask if they have any Christian-based uh, programming or sure. anything? Okay. And many times their own local websites will actually have that. If you okay. go on their websites, they'll talk about who they are, okay. what their mission is, and many of them have some information about what Christian emphasis they may be doing in their Y. Okay, good. Any, uh, we're down to the last minute here. Any last thing you want to uh, say to our listeners? We, we do have a whole other segment that we'll do uh, online, but uh, which will be available on our website. But 
uh, final well, word. They might be encouraged to know that this movement that I'm having the privilege to lead, travel around the country, fan this flame, we're working on five major things that might encourage people. We're working on developing a, a culture of prayer back within the Y. We're developing church partnerships between wise and the community, developing Christian mission positions in wise so they have chaplains and others who are actually serving that position. And we're working on leadership development, helping people to know how to handle, again, the things of life from a Christian perspective. Mm -hmm. Those are things that we're trying to emphasize across the country, and it's a great thing to be a part of. Wow, that's great. Larry, and I'm so glad that you're here today. We have a, a whole other half hour to talk, but I want to be a part of what you're doing. I want to know what you're doing. I want to be on the mailing list, newsletter, whatever else, and I hope our listeners will too. So today we're talking about YMCA making a difference across America, and I want to thank you for listening today. This is Second Half Now, a radio show for boomers and beyonders. That's thus the 50-plus crowd. And we say tools and tips for the life you want to live from now on. So if you want to get engaged, want to learn more, go to ymca.what? Org. <laughs> I'm Dr. Dan Critchie, your host. Let's continue our conversation with Larry Whittlesey with the YMCA on part two. Go to our website, secondhalfnow.com. Go to the radio archives. You'll find us right there. You'll see you there. Thanks for listening to Second Half Now with Dr. Dan Critchett on KKPZ 1330 The Truth. Sponsored by Dignity Memorial. To hear the rest of this program, find out more about the topics discussed today, or ask questions, visit secondhalfnow.com. That's secondhalfnow.com. Tune in next Monday at 5.30 p.m. for more tools and tips for the life you want to live from now on. Until then, visit secondhalfnow.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.